We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Welcome back, Alphas, to the Tango Alpha Lima Experience. Congratulations. You have made it to the halfway point in our special GI Bill series on the military to veteran transition, or should I say transformation? That's the term Colonel Jeffrey Powell used yesterday when he talked about rethinking the tap. Our Monday show was all about the military and veteran resources offered by the Walt Disney Company for visitors and cast members alike. If you missed either of these shows, please stop what you're doing, go back and listen, and share them with anyone who might be at some stage of separating from the military or making a career change. Hmm. Okay, well, those are both great shows, but we have more to come. Our guest today is super high speed. Today we are joined by Graciela Tiscareño Sato. She's just so good at that. She is the daughter of Mexican immigrants and a highly decorated Air Force veteran. She earned her bachelor's degree and commissioned at the University of California at Berkeley, where she attended as an Air Force ROTC scholarship cadet. She completed undergraduate navigator training, the only woman in her class, and was selected by the KC-135R refueling tanker. I don't know if I said that properly. Grace, forgive me. <laughs> Gracilla is the founder of Gracefully Global Group, LLC, creators of the bilingual aviation service-inspired Captain Mama children's picture book series. Um, I've worked with Gracilla in the past, and I love the Captain Mama books, so I was pretty excited to catch up with her during this interview. Graciela is, Graciela is also a marketer, bilingual public speaker, a business owner who has coached thousands of veterans and military spouses on the creation of their personal brand. She teaches job seekers and inspiring entrepreneurs to develop a marketing mindset so they can communicate in a way that inspires their audience to take action. We'll be back with Graciela right after the break. Join us for the 2022 100 Miles for Hope Challenge. The 3rd American Legion Fitness Challenge will once again raise money for disabled veterans and military families in need. We've made improvements to the 2022 challenge. Monthly mini challenges. Department versus department challenges. And easier ways to track your miles. And we've made it easier for friends and families to support you with donations to the Veterans and Children's Foundation. Our goal for this campaign is to raise $450,000 for the foundation. But we're going to need your help. It doesn't matter if you walk, run, ride, or swim. Just get active. Support our veterans and military families. And let's show the nation that we are Veterans, veterans Strengthening, Strengthening America. America. Alphas of the Tango Alpha Lima Experience, we are full of integrity. We told you we had a special guest, and there she is in that square right there in front of you. I'm going to attempt to say this name, and I'm hoping to be corrected if I'm wrong. 
We're going to start with the first name, Graciela, Graciela, mm -hmm. Graciela. Uh, Tiscareño Sato. Three for three. All right. Wow. Oh, if, you have, good job. if you have trouble with those, she also goes by Captain Mama. And I think I'm going to call you Captain Mama. That works. All right. <laughs> Just because we're cool like that. We, we're, we're, yeah. we're like, we go back like five or 10 minutes. So here you are on the Tango Apalima experience. We're really glad to have you. Um, I believe you're old friends with uh, Ashley Gordbuja Maldonado. I've said that name more than once. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to her for the first question. Well, it is such a pleasure to, to see you. I, I'm trying to remember like the last time I've seen you in person, Grace, like I am just like, I'm thinking about the, I remember the first time that we met and we were in the Pacific Northwest and yep. we were at the university of Idaho. Yep. Um, I remember that selfie fondly and yep. We've, yep. we've crossed paths at a, a lot of events and I'm the proud owner of the captain mama books signed by yourself. And I have the patches and mm -hmm. I love everything that you've been doing. You're just a high speed, low drag Did that for Jeff. Cause he likes when I do my plugs. That's like my sayings. So, so Grace, I, I want to start off with just kind of um, giving the folks a little bit of background about you and you know how your journey in the Air Force has inspired you, uh, or what inspired you to go Air Force, right? Because you're Air Force ROTC cadet, mm -hmm. um, and how it like led you to this this path as a as an aviator. So those are like the loaded questions, right? I know. Um, I know. Let's start with the first one. No, I appreciate that. So <laughs> let me start with what you just said. So how did I go Air Force? How did I find that, that um, scholarship? So I was at a high school on Thursday up in the Hillsborough, Portland area. And I told this story to the, the teenagers because I was asked, well, you know, how did you pick the Air Force? Like, well, I didn't really know about the Air Force. I didn't know about anything. My parents are from Mexico. I'm the oldest of five kids. But what happened was I kept showing up in high school with the most empowering question that I didn't know was the most empowering question, but it's the one I now ask all teenagers to ask themselves and ask other people. How can I, how can I go to college? How can I pass this math test? How can I start a business, right? How can I, not should I, is it possible? Do people like me go to college, but how can I go, right? And so with that question, I asked my counselor, you know, how can I go to college? And she said, you know what? you need to come to my house for dinner because my counselor had more siblings than you. He grew up in Appalachia and he will tell you what he did. And because my high school counselor's husband happened to be an Air Force major, Major uh, Wendell Burgess, who had escaped his situation um, to go to higher ed with an Air Force ROTC scholarship, I got lucky. And I got mentored by this man who basically told me how to do the application and everything. I mean, I had zero concept of what the Air Force was. I only saw recruiters in the cafeteria like we all do, right? But I had my mindset on college. So if they were on this side, I would go like that. Because the one time I did ask about college, that's not where the conversation went, right? And I just, I, I just, I was hell bent on college just basically because nobody in my family had gone. That's the answer. High school, counselors, husband, Air Force major, mentor who sat me down and said, you know, you can apply for the scholarship. They'll pay for four years of tuition. I said, I want to go to school in California. And I was in Colorado. He said, that's fine. They'll pay your out-of-state tuition. And I'm like, okay. So off we went and I went all the way through. And then the aviation part wasn't until halfway through college when 
I was not even thinking about aviation because I'm architecture and environmental design. So the staff at the college just says, looks like you're going to go in the civil engineering squadron. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> so halfway through ROTC, they take you to some bases to meet officers that are in these jobs that you're thinking of doing. And of course, by then I've already contracted to serve for four years, right? But I don't know what civil engineering is. And so here I am at Vandenberg Air Force Base, meeting with the lieutenant civil engineer and, and ridiculous lieutenant or ridiculous cadet Tiscareño says to the lieutenant, yeah, I'm really excited. Tell me about the kind of architectural projects that you get to do here in the civil engineering squadron. And she's looking at me like deadpan. You can just imagine what she's thinking. I'm like, yeah, like that cool hospital over there. Like who, who on your team's designing it? And she's like, <laughs> right? She's oh. like, you don't know what this is, right? And she basically says, no, we don't have architects. We contract those out to civilians. They design the stuff. I'm like, what? And then she goes, yeah, in the civil engineering squadron, we get calls to fill potholes for generals and base housing. And I'm like, oh my God. So a moment of young person romanticizing a degree, like so many do, go off to get your degree and you have no idea what's on the other side. And that, that's what was happening. And then I was crushed and sad. And then the next day they took us to Williams Air Force Base in Arizona, where I signed up for a T-37 orientation flight with the lady pilot who said, tell the staff you wanna fly, this is the Air Force. And I'm like, what, I can fly? That's a thing I could choose? And then that's how that path started. Another mentor, well, how can I go fly? She said, paperwork, board, blah, blah, blah. The staff guided me in the process that I was selected for undergraduate navigator training. So that is the answer to, I think, all the questions you just asked <laughs> by way of introduction. You know, how I found the Air Force, the Air Force found me through my counselor's husband, and aviation found me through an orientation flight, and the lady pilot who said, looks like you had a good time up here. This is something you can do. Wow. Yep. wow. Different story, kind of weird, kind of yeah. random. That's no, I, I believe in serendipity. I think there's just a lot of things that happen, and... Yeah, sometimes we're our eyes like sometimes we're not always open to what's happening right like sometimes we keep the blinders up and i i can resonate with that that story of oh like the romanticizing of the degree right mm -hmm. like oh i'm gonna do this thing but then you realize one there's either it's either not what you expect or two uh there's so many things out there and you realize oh wow um I, I think I need to, I need to pivot. I need to switch. I need to switch gears. I need to change. And it's okay to change. Yeah. I think it's important. Mm -hmm. so, yep. so, you know, as I, I will pivot to Jeff. Look Whoa. At that. Ooh. Ooh, well done. Ooh. <laughs> and I even feel like pivoting my head to look at him yeah. like this now. There we oh. go. Good, good job. Good use of pivot. <laughs> I think you've been looking this direction the whole time. Most people do. So we, uh, we, we love seeing this, these trajectories of accomplishment. And but this series that we're doing right now is really powerful because we're, we're using you to inspire and to coach basically to the masses. You're, you, you are a coach and uh, we're, we're talking about transition. Right. And it seems you were preparing for your transition the whole time. It, you were doing, uh, getting master's degrees between deployments uh, and all that sort of thing. So, what do you what do you coach all of these people that you've touched their lives mm -hmm. about transitioning from the military to the civilian world? 
Ooh, I love that question. So let me tell you what I did this weekend in Hillsborough at the air show. There was all these women who flew airplanes in from different places, right? And then there's some maintainers that flew in as well with the planes. You know, everybody was drawn to the show. And I had my book there and I had little postcards about the book, the, the, the transition, the, the marketing guide that I've created for transition. And the way I say it, and I think this is so important for everybody who knows somebody still serving, is I said it this way. So I know you're in the middle of your career and you're loving everything you're doing, but one day you will exit the Air Force. One day you will exit the Navy. You know, you, like that's going to happen someday. So when that time comes, ask yourself how ready you will be to intrigue people who are civilians, to attract them to the amazing person that you've become as you leave the military. And, and, and watching their faces, like, I don't think anyone's ever told them one day you will not be in the Air Force anymore. When do you won't be in the Navy anymore, right? And like just that moment of what? Because <laughs> you're all in, right? This is what you do is your, like your whole identity, right? Um, and it was really fascinating to see their faces. And I just said, I'm just saying, this is like a true thing. You know, like everybody who's in gets out, you know, separates, retires. And when that time comes, ask yourself how ready you'll be. And so they, you know, some of them bought the book, some of them took the postcard, but they're like, I've never thought of it that way before. I'm like, I know. So I start there. I start with one day you will no longer be in this job, whatever it is. Maybe they're a veteran that's already had two careers outside the military and they're transitioning again, right? Um, that's just the nature of the world. So what I coach is the thing that TAP will never train you. And that is the art of, you know, intriguing other people to you with a story that is uniquely your own, that doesn't sound like the next veteran, the next veteran, that has elements of your, you know, your military service, your volunteerism, you know, your life before the military, you know, just things you've done since you're like, maybe something you've created, like everybody's got a story, right? Like we've done things that are different, you know, the finance guy who sang in the opera, what, you know, so, and, and we don't think those things are important, but when you blend and when you learn the process of authentic personal branding, as I created the process for our community, when you go through that, and Ashley's gone through this, she did this at the student veterans of America workshop. Did you go to the workshop or are you just at the conference? I don't think you're in the workshop. No, we, we met in the reception. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think we saw, I think it was reception because like, I've been to several of the conferences. Right. Um, I know this past year I was able, I, I presented right. like three times. I had right. two, two sessions and yeah. then I did a session in joint uh, with the American Legion right. about how right. SBA chapters were a natural stepping stone or a pathway to continued right. service in the community. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, so then you didn't do the workshop. Jared did the workshop. Jared Lyon, the President of oh, SBA, yes. he was in the workshop. So, so what that was is the Pacific Northwest Region SVA chapter um, asking me to come up and let me turn this off um, to do the authentic personal branding workshop. And there was students, Jeff, I think those students were from 20, 20 different, 25 different universities in the area, okay. colleges and universities. And so what the process is, it's a about a 16 minute crash course on what is marketing. What is branding? What, what is this thing that we do in corporations when we launch new products and we message something like, what is that, right? And um, chances are, unless you've been to MBA school or you're in business school or getting your degree in business while you're in the military, you've never actually known what marketing is, all the parts of it and what we do. So it's a 60 minute crash course on 
basically what I did after I got in the military. I went straight into corporate marketing with a German company. And I was responsible for hanging out with engineers in the lab, you know, from the very beginning, what the technologies that we're making to being the person that creates the go-to-market strategy, the different markets we're going to serve, how we're going to message to each one, how we're going to brief the analysts, how we're going to brief customers, prospects, salespeople, like everybody that needs to know about what we're doing. So deep, deep, deep marketing experience after leaving the Air Force, right? And so the process that I'm teaching now is synthesizing all of that into marketing ourselves as incredibly valuable, talented military veterans, but coming from a place of A, somebody who did the transition and knows how chaotic that is, and B, you know, learned how to intrigue people. So that instead of like, wow, I've applied to 500 places, no one's calling me for an interview. People were saying to me, wow, tell me more about whatever I just said. And do you have a resume? Because I know that Honeywell's hiring, right? And so that's what I teach is intrigue first and then do that marketing deliverable to tell your story further and tap with its congressionally mandated curriculum never has to teach that. They don't have to teach you how to intrigue and how to market. They just like define things for you and tell, you know, you know how it is. We've all been through that, but there's no marketing people involved in the creation of tap. Okay. And then that's the skill that you look around as, as a veteran and you're like, oh my God, everybody's so much better at talking about their value. And I have no idea. I don't even want to do it. So what I coach is the understanding of what marketing is, the process of how to do it. And then I take you through a brainstorming exercise so that you have your content about yourself seven questions, then you identify your audience. And then by the time we're done, I make sure everybody's crafted their branding. I'm not a branding talker, blah, 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 personal branding, have fun branding yourself. Mm -mm, I'm not that person. I'm the one that sits there and co-creates with each and every transitioning member and veteran, so that they actually have their new targeted branding and they can stand up and read it. And then the room cheers. And this happened in Idaho. Like, I did not know that about you. I'm like, well, because, you know, you didn't say it before, <laughs> right? And, and then it's like, everybody cheers and we learn about each other and then we don't forget each other. And that's key. Saying something that is not forgettable. Saying something that is very memorable. So that's what I teach. That's, that's basically awesome. It's, it's basic and it's awesome. You know, and that can be used in so many walks of life. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking next time I'm trolling at the bar for the next ex Jeff's girlfriend. Hey, target I audience. <laughs> I need to tell a story that uh, sets me apart. Yes, that's and, it. And it probably exactly it will even be the truth this time. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I do say authentic personal branding, <laughs> but no, that's actually an excellent point. See, because while the application that we're talking about is for the transitioning service member, and let me add the spouse as well, the military spouse is also transitioning and maybe even more often. So, so spouses are always training in, in this process that I'm doing. So while that's the focus, I've been asked to do this for first generation college students, for corporate professionals, librarians, Librarians are like, how do we get grant money for our programs? I'm like, I don't know. How's your program different than the next program, right? You're differentiating. Girl Scout troops, okay? They're trying to get internships, trying to get grant money. Anybody that needs to stand out, that needs to intentionally stand out, mm -hmm. um, that's what this process is for. And that's why I called brand before your resume, but brand means become relevant, authentic, noticeable, and differentiated. Can you say that one more time for the Marines? I'll show you right here. 
show you the picture. All right. Well, we have not everybody's uh, not everybody's okay. uh, yep. watching. So so brand is the acronym brand before your resume and brand means become relevant, authentic, noticeable and differentiated. So become is a transition. Relevant is a, you know, please don't say gobbledygook because that's not relevant to your new audience. Authentic, you know, so, you know, you can do slight exaggerations at the bar if you need to, but you want to be authentic. Uh, and then noticeable means, hey, I'm trying to get attention over here. I want, I want you to notice that I exist and I'm valuable. So you're, you're stepping up and taking ownership of the fact that you need to do that for yourself. And then differentiated, like, please don't sound like everybody else. So brand before your resume. That's, that's the intention and that is the result. And I can give you lots of stories. Inside the book, I've got 30 examples of people who've done this and the actual branding they created, Jeff. Oh, you have the actual stories there. Actual examples. I've trained over 6,000 veterans at this point. And so I just picked my favorite ones. I got pictures of their cards. I got videos of them like, you know, reading their branding. And so I just sat back and I said, I want to really showcase the veterans and the spouses who have gone through the process. And I want to showcase what they came up with. So that you can see, wow, Marine wrote that. Oh my God. A Marine's talking like that. What? Right? A Marine is talking like an aspiring software engineer that he is. And it's like the fact that he's a Marine is is kind of mentioned in there in the context of what the audience needs to know about this aspiring software engineer. Uh, or you know, the army guy who, you know, he's aspiring human resources professional who you know, was in the opera and he kind of slides that in there. Right. Um, but the actual examples, 30 of them are featured in the book because it's, it's, that's what matters. Like what story you get to for your own self. Yeah. So how long are these stories? They're little introductions that you would use on your LinkedIn profile about section. There's something you would speak at, um, I don't know, a job fair. If you want to go up to the table and impress somebody and sound like somebody different than everybody else who just came up to the table, you would use it there. So it is, you know, it, it's short, but it's complete. And you can use half of it in your intro and then pause and let them go, wait, tell me more. Uh, but it is individual for each person and their audience. Is it weird to, is it weird to ask to hear one? No, not Out at all. Okay. In fact, I have a couple of them marked, see? Oh, <laughs> Because it is about that. It is about that. Okay. Um, here we go. First one. Uh, I'm Jared, civil engineering student at Portland State. While working at Union Pacific as a conductor, I became fascinated by the feats of civil engineering that made the railroad possible. While serving as a combat advisor in the Middle East, I used my tenacity and creative problem-solving skills to teach and mentor host country soldiers on complex tasks by overcoming linguistic and cultural barriers. I look forward to bringing these skills and experiences to your engineering team and projects. Nice. Way to go, Jared. Okay. Uh, so I hope he's so, listening. Yeah, so you get, you get the military experience in there, but only the part that is relevant to getting an interview at a civil engineering firm. Right. So it's like this parsing of thinking. And I know that it's complicated because that's the marketing process. Marketing process, you said, these are all the things we could say, but then you don't say everything. You say, but what matters to influence this particular audience? And that's, that's what's unique about the approach. And that's why that, that coaching, you know, they come up with the stuff of themselves and then we do a little consultation and then I sit down and go, okay, I suggest that you follow the, the format of uh, Raul Zarate because he did something similar. So they use that template. It was like little templates and then they use their content and then they fit it that way. And then they make it their own, you know, with different adjectives and that's where I can help them. And. So it, the length varies, 
but it's particular to a goal because the marketing process is always to get something to happen. You're trying to cause an action. And the action I want transitioning military members to cause is somebody to be so intrigued by what they just said that they say, tell me more about that time you were patching the antennas in Afghanistan during a sandstorm with duct tape. You know, what was that really like for you? How did you decide to do that? Like, what made you do that? And, you know, like what happened after that? So then you, the storytelling continues, right? Mm-hmm. And then Chris, whose story this actually is, um, doesn't get forgotten because he didn't say, I'm an army veteran. Pause. So common. Yep. Right. And so, lead with that too. Right. They'll and say, they they'll just say, oh, well, I'm a veteran. And like, okay, well, what, right. what would, you, would you do? And usually most folks don't know how to translate uh, their, their service to, to that resume, right? Because right. they're still having that identity block of, well, I, I am the veteran, not all of the skills and the values and not having necessarily that, that background that will capture the attention of the industry that they're looking at for sure. Right. And that's why we go deep in the exercise that, you know, the questions I ask, you know, a, a couple of them you might answer from your military experience, but you won't be able to only focus on your military experience. You might have a lot from it, but when it comes time to actually craft the story, not all of it's going to matter, right? Now on your resume, you might expand on that, but that's not what we're doing here. This is not a resume class. This is really a, how do I attract attention to myself? How do I intrigue people so that I get a chance to tell my story so that I get a chance to have them look at my resume? Because at the end of the day, that's all that civilians have ever done is like, you attract attention and then you get an interview, attract attention. Someone asks you for your resume, right? And that's the key to this. That's different. And I've got, you know, testimonials on LinkedIn. I've got all kinds of things on the, the brand before resume website where little video clips and text of people who've gone through the class, veterans who've gone through the class who have talked about, I think my favorite thing I never saw coming is what a confidence boost that is to be able to talk about myself that way. Mm-hmm. I never have thought, you know, come up, come and upgrade your confidence. I, I don't think of us as being people that lack confidence, but we do lack confidence because we just made this crazy leap into the unknown and now we've lost our identity and we're in crisis, right? So yeah, that, that confidence, I remember that now. And talking about, you know, people who say that now I feel so much better about being able to talk about what I can do next versus that you're fixating on what you did back here. Certainly some of it's important, but I think too many transitioning service members, just because this is all they've done, right? We tend to focus too much on the past and we don't know how to bring the key parts forward. And that's, that's what this process is. I think Ashley and I both need to learn that confidence to talk about ourselves. We are- Because we, you're we rock here, stars. We sit here humbly <laughs> every, every week mm-hmm. in front of everyone. And, uh, I feel You're like I'd have a- to like pop his bubble all the time and remind him he's human. Like he's like Icarus, you know, he flies too close to the sun. He gets a little burn. He backs off a little bit. Then every, it's just, it's a hot mess. Hey, hey, hey. hey I love hey. it. Hey. I, I, well, you know, that's the thing. We, we love to be humble, right? But this, then I, I do a quote in the workshop that I have to share with you on page 218 of Sonia Sotomayor's uh, autobiography, uh, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor. She says, virtue in obscurity is rewarded only in heaven. To be successful in this life, you must be known to other people. Very true. And I think that is such a profoundly important thought and permission to please make yourself known to other people. And you can do it in a humble way that's authentic. 
right? Mm -hmm. But you have to do it. You can't just be sitting back and going, well, you know, they're going to be discovered. Um, they're going to discover that I'm a veteran because I have it in my LinkedIn profile. Oh, no. You have to step it up and be intentional with um, being known to other people. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, that is a, a thing that we, we struggle with. And there's actually a point in the workshop where I stop and I say, so why do you not like to talk about yourself? Right. And I share how I grew up as a Latina in you know, immigrant household <laughs> in, in our culture. And even still today, you know, people say it, calladita te ves más bonita. Are you understanding some of that? A little bit. Bonita. Okay. Calladita means quietly, as in quietly shutting up in the corner over there. Calladita te ves más bonita means you are so much prettier when you're quiet. Oh my God, I said that. Right? <laughs> no. Uh, the fact that I couldn't translate that, I, I apologize right? to my college professor of Spanish. Uh, right? But, but unpack that. What does that mean? If you want to be attractive, shut up. Right? Like you, you know, you're an object to be admired for your loveliness and your quiet. So this is like a thing that girls are told, right? And I'm not saying exclusively in the Latino culture. I'm just saying like, that's how I grew up with my Mexican American family, Mexican family. And so, wow. So you layer on top of that, a military career where you're all wearing the same thing and you have to have the hair the same way. And you know, I know that's changed, but you know what I mean? It's like, we're all standardized. There's no I in team all the things that we are taught about mission first and the people, which is what is necessary while we're serving. Wow. That's a lot of layers that you got to unpack before you can stand proudly and talk about your own self. Right. It's, it's the, I, the me, the, we, the us, and it's a great way to look at all the different um, perspectives of how you approach those conversations, right? Like you have to be able to describe like what you do and, you know, be confident in that and be very intentional, right? Because as, right. as you move through these different conversations, like that pitch, you know, or that like just being one yourself, right? Like you don't want to say, right. oh, I have all of these scripts, but it's a good guideline. And when you can have those conversations and be confident with that conversation, yeah. you'll find that, you know, I, I've, I've seen people do it. Like they'll, they'll just kind of freeze up. Oh, I'm, well, yeah, I was a veteran. And, you know, they lead with that. Right. Instead of saying, you know, uh, asking an open-ended question or, right. you know, or, or really actively listening, right? So yeah, it's just so or, fascinating. Or do something really different. Like if you are interviewing at a government agency and you know that everybody's being interviewed as a veteran, why in the heck would you lead with that? Like they probably already know that they, you're there because they're interviewing veterans, right? So why not say something really different, you know, that grabs their attention? Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was in the army, but let me tell you about the time I was singing opera in Florence. This is Marlon Chang, a student at um, University of Rhode Island, right? Let me tell you about the time that while I was stationed over in Aviano, I got to sing in Florence with the local opera. Okay. So see, you, you lead with that. So now you're branding yourself as, okay, yeah, I'm a veteran that's there. But let me tell you about the time I did something very, very different outside of that. And I led this group. So this is leadership, this is performance, this is public speaking, all the things you want to look for in your next human resources professional that you're hiring, right? Someone's going to be out in front. And so if he tells you a story about that, then the fact that he was an accounting and finance guy in the army, 
just isn't as important anymore because <laughs> now he intrigued with this other part of himself. And if you blend the two, now you're talking about somebody that's unforgettable during the process, the interview process. Whole person concept, whole person concept. And I think you're, you hit the nail on that. Like there is just a lot of standardization and feeling like a number when you're in the service. And despite, you know, otherwise being empowered and doing your job and doing it well and hitting those, those marks and metrics, it's, it's not necessarily the same. And I know as we, we talk about transition, um, I've, I've really been thinking about like how I, how I frame even my own transition, right? Like it was more of a transformation. Yeah. And it was than a transition. Yeah. Yeah. It it was a active, it was an active process. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of military folks that I've come in contact and, and spouses that it, uh, they're passive. They're like passive as they're going through it and they're expecting, uh, there's an expectation and a result that they they think is deserved or like with, without putting in that work. Right. right. And, um, it, it, that can be a tough conversation. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm curious, you know, what advice do you have for folks to, to, to step out of that comfort zone and be comfortable being uncomfortable and, and, yeah. and making it happen? Okay. So first of all, if anybody has ever told you during the transitioning process, and I'll just say it the way I heard it recently from a Navy guy, Nate uh, in San Francisco at the Bunker Labs uh, event, he got out like two weeks before and he was like, yeah, I'm surprised I haven't found a job yet. <laughs> he says, here it is. They told me in tap that you're a veteran. They're going to be knocking down the doors to hire you. Okay. If anyone's ever said a variant of that to you, please forget it. Not true. No one's knocking down doors. You have to go out there and position yourself to use a marketing word. You have to position yourself as a candidate they must interview. Okay. But that, that, that lie that they're going to be knocking down doors to hire you. It's like, why do they say that? But I've heard that forever and ever and ever. Okay. Somebody somewhere in the process is saying that officially or unofficially. So that's the number one piece right there. Number two is, and I'll share, you know, something I was doing while I was on active duty that I know most people don't do, but if you're still on active duty, if you're five years out, two years out, three years out, one year out, are you involved in the local community? at all doing anything like do you know civilians right uh yes i know if you're deployed all the time it's impossible but when you're not deployed or you know if your spouse isn't deployed then you know that that community connection what i did when i was up at fairchild air force base and i was there for seven and a half years is i was presenting and then i was doing speakers organization and then i was actually doing the publicity for a math and science conference for girls so it's called Expanding Horizons, and it's basically workshops for 6th to 12th grade girls to show up. They pick some careers they're interested in, and then all these women, I think we had 87 speakers, are there during, doing little 45-minute workshops, hands-on. Like the surgeon is bringing pig feet and scalpels, and she's teaching teen girls how to you know, slice through the pig feet. Congratulations, you've made your first surgical cut. And then actually stitching them up, right? So really hands-on stuff. Uh, from the Air Force Base, we had our aviation team. We took the Barani chair, <laughs> the dizzy chair, if you've ever seen it, like you sit in it and you get spun and then you put your head down and you go, oh, you sit up and then you're like totally disoriented. And we're teaching um, aviators about like, you cannot just trust your ears and your body and your feeling because you're, sta- you're station tubes. So you're learning the physiology, but the girls would just have fun, you know, getting dizzy and spinning. So we would take that and use that as part of our workshop. So it was this amazing conference, right? But just that one event that I would do annually, 
I had so many contacts in the business community and just women in you know, professions in the city, right? And that became the core group of women with two women veterans that mentored me through my transition. Who said, stop already, you're like running around going, ooh, uh, supply chain, uh, telecom, ooh, marketing. Ugh. And they're like, you don't even know what these things are. What are you doing? So again, the romanticizing the degree, I was doing it again, right? I'm romanticizing corporate careers I know nothing about. So these women held me to account, reeled me back in and said, self-assessment. That's my other tip. Okay. Have you done a self-assessment anytime while you've been in the military? Like, what, what do you care about now? You know, do you, do you care to be the, you know, the leader or would you rather be a follower or do you want to be out of the time or would you rather be in a home office? Do you want to be a big fish in a little pond or a little fish in a big pond? Like, these are questions we haven't been asked because we've just been doing what we've been doing. So self-assess what, what do you care about now? What matters to you now? And use that to guide your next career transition. Right? So that's the other thing they, they said to me. So Give yourself the gift of time. Start early. You know, surround yourself with veterans who are well-connected with other people. That's a big one, right? I did not know how important that was. But that was fundamentally important to my transition is these two women veterans were already highly networked in the community. And I had also been networked in the community. But that network led to as many informational interviews as I could possibly do to stop romanticizing. Yeah. And I, I learned very quickly that I was not ops. I was not logistics. I'm not accounting. I can do those things, but bleh, you know, I didn't have that interest. Clearly I was like briefing generals, creating content, you know, marketing communications, strategic communications, and those interviews, everybody kind of told me that's where you need to go. So, and so I did. That's, that's sage advice. Oh. Yeah. I was oh, going to say, before we uh, run out of time, I want to make sure how do people get this, this coaching and where can they find information on creating their own uh, brand as you've, as you've defined it? So great question. Um, I'll tell you that everything is at brandbeforeyourresume.com. Okay. So I'll show you the cover of the book. Okay. Um, yes, that's me when I was getting my wings and I had to be persuaded to actually put this on the cover. And it was a colonel friend of mine who said, this is a book about personal branding. So if you're ever going to put your person on a book, this is it. Because I've published six books and none of them have me on it, right? So she said, you got to do this because this is a book for the military community from a military veteran about marketing. And if you slap a photo of yourself in a fight suit on there, that's intriguing. Like, what is this? A marketing book with a military uniform? What? So they persuaded me to do it. But it is a marketing guide. I'm not trying to do the all-encompassing how to transition. I'm doing a little slice of it. I'm happy to be part of your series because this is a necessary slice that really nobody else is focusing on the marketing process for the military community. So that's what this is. It's a marketing guide for veterans and military service members entering civilian life. So brandbeforeyourresume.com is the website that has information on the online class and the book, and then workshops, and then very importantly, the veteran tab, I encourage you to look there, look at the video clips and the written testimonials of people who've gone through the training, and have subsequently been hired into their totally different next career, and what they say about the value of the process, that's what I would do. Um, and I just want to tell you, this started when I got a call from a student veteran at Towson University in Maryland. Army veteran called me up, probably 10 years ago now, I've been doing this for 10 years, and she says, I see you on social media. I see you talking about the work you're doing, the company that you built, but you're never bragging. How do you do that? And she says, can you come out here and teach us how to do it? Because we don't like to talk about ourselves. Some of us have businesses and we're not getting any traction. 
And I said, oh, so you'd like me to put together a personal branding workshop for you? Yeah, that's what we need. And that's how it started. It was literally a request from veterans who were like, how are you doing that? So the alphas out there, they can get that on your website. They can get it in the book mm -hmm. uh, the, that uh, super producer Holly will make sure they have great access to. We are, we are, we're on the edge of our time with you. We could probably do two episodes. So I want to make sure that first of all, I want to thank you for this perspective on, on, a, on a very important and specific piece, mm -hmm. a crucial piece uh, for people to transition from one in crazy environment and universe mm -hmm. into another crazy mm -hmm. and unique universe. Right. So we're going to make sure everybody is connected to you and we're going to talk about you behind your back with our alphas <laughs> after the break. Sounds good. Uh, you know, you didn't ask me one thing that I was hoping you would ask me. Oh, what's that? And that is how do you introduce yourself? Right? Because if I'm teaching personal branding, do you want to know how I brand myself and how I introduce myself in a short way? Oh, okay. I will just well, alphas, sit tight. We're not going to yeah. take a break quite yet. Super short. We're going short. to, we're going to, we're going to have Captain Mama introduce yourself. Just, just give me 20 seconds. Okay. Yep. Um, and it's because you also alluded to Captain Mama and they're probably going, what? So here's how I do it. Okay. I'm Graciela Tiscareño Sato, the daughter of Mexican immigrants that somehow found herself on, with an Air Force ROTC scholarship at Berkeley uh, ahead of a decade of flying for the Air Force. Since then, I've become a bilingual storyteller of the first ever bilingual children's aviation books for moms flying a military jet. So I'm a bilingual storyteller who teaches other veterans how to become epic storytellers of their value. Boom. Boom. Elevator opens. I walk out the door and buy the book. Good job. <laughs> That's amazing. So there you have it again, uh, Alphas, the book, not just for you, but she has books for your children as well. And again, we're going to be right back to talk about her when she's not here after the break. Selfless service. The American Legion celebrates all who contribute to something larger than themselves. And inspires others to serve and strengthen America. We are veterans strengthening America. We are the American Legion. Oh, how you doing? Hi, welcome back. I'm just working on the Jeff Daly brand. It's awesome as you could, might imagine. I'm thinking about how I can become relevant, authentic, noticeable, and differentiate myself from others this weekend at the bar. Hello, ladies. <laughs> wow that's a heck of a brand jeff so quite the brand for the alphas out there that's jeff everybody um well you might have missed the mark a little but i'm glad you were able to pick up on all the grace advice yeah she's so she's taught so much about so she's taught us so much about a marketing process with the military community and it's so important that we learn to tell employers and others the value and expertise that we offer in the way that's relevant to their business right building intrigue to inspire your audience to take action makes a difference 
Speaking of intrigue, I bet the alphas want to know who will ha- who will be our guest for the last episode in the series tomorrow. Well, tomorrow we'll be visiting with Marine Corps veteran Hill Pluviosa, who will talk with us about the Veterans Network at NBC Universal, the NBC Bold Vets Residency Program. I can't wait. Until tomorrow, then, you know, don't forget to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume your podcasts. Rate us, review us, and share us with everyone you know. Yes, please share our podcast. We want to expand our alpha sphere. I don't even talk to people who aren't alphas anymore. And the best way to do that is by word of mouth. We're depending on you, my fellow alphas. Come back for the final episode in the transition series tomorrow. And with that, I will declare this episode 112 mission complete.